you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Who, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. They certainly can't be as bright as they are here in L.A., a.k.a. Hockeywood, USA. That's what uh, Los Angeles is now, now that the L.A. Kings are the kings of the NHL. Great line by Doc Emmerich on the broadcast on uh, Monday night there. And uh, welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, episode number 71, available as always on iTunes. We appreciate, nay, we insist that you go over there and subscribe and comment and rank or whatever, rate or whatever you're supposed to do on the iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher now, thanks to the efforts of uh, the man behind the glass, Black Tie, and we've got a full house in here in Studio 66 to talk about puck, hoops, and, of course, our beloved pigskin and beyond. And we'll do so, as always, with uh, my main man seated to my immediate right, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Beaming from ear to ear, yes, boss. You yes, you are. Muzzle tub. Drop him your uh, kudos and muzzle tubs and congratulations. And, you know, if you want to send them prizes and presents and stuff, right, hit them up at Adam Rank. You can reach me at Damashek. Rank the Kings. It would have been better if they would have been wearing the purple and gold. Of course, but it still it still is nice. Talk about it. Talk about it. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that you wouldn't even give me a little little a little hug. When nah. I, I understand, you know, I do understand because you don't know what it's like to root for a team for decades to finally see them break through ha. and win. You what? You you were born into three champions basically. No, no I was Pirates, born I was born on the banks of the three rivers in Pirates, Pittsburgh PA, but you're absolutely wrong. I Pirates, grew up 
I, I was a long-suffering Pittsburgh Penguins. Fan. Oh, for crying! Out. Yeah, you probably That's right. you probably you probably started watching when they started winning. If I, I guarantee you, I don't want this to be a competition. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want to turn this into a competition. But if you don't think that I shed more tears, wait. So and, you, and and they were they won in nineteen ninety, right? More, spilled more blood, and and my heart wrenched more in the. 12 years or so that I was a diehard in my youth 12. watching the Penguins struggle before they finally got over the hump in 1991. You're wrong. Listen, you 12 are, and 30, that's I close. don't want to discredit you entirely. There are so many bandwagon fans in Los Angeles right now, 5 million people all of a sudden over the moon about the Mighty Kings winning the Stanley Cup, but they didn't care until uh, until the network uh, season expired and went into reruns for the summer. Then they sort of picked it up about a fortnight ago. Um, but uh, but listen, you're a better fan than that, but it's not exactly like you were living and dying with the Triple Crown line 25 years ago. I'm not old enough to be living and dying with the Triple Crown line. I was there when Jimmy Carson and Luke Robitaille were competing for the, was it Calder Trophy? Is that the Rookie of the Year one? Mm-hmm. They were going for that. Yeah, that, that's the era that I started coming in. And, of course, Carson was a part of the Gretzky trade. And so, yeah, you know, that's when it started for me as a young man. And it's it's been a long time because it's the same thing. I would actually say the Angels one was maybe a little bit more satisfying because that was a team that I was only 15 minutes, actually, excuse me, 18 minutes door-to-door, went to tons of Angels game. But, yeah, for the Kings – it's it's hard to explain. They were so bad for so long, and just to finally have a chance to see your team, it, it was well, unbelievable. They've had their eras. They've had their eras. They like I good. say, the Triple Crown line with Marcel Dion, Dave Taylor, mm-hmm. and Chaz Simmer, and then the Gretzky years. It's not like they've been complete rubbish but they went, forever. Well, they but they, right, they finally get over the hump. The thing that I find nauseating, if I may say, is the local sports media right. handles this like, you ever watch in most towns when your team wins a championship? This is what the uh, experience is like when the Kings have now won the Stanley Cup in LA you know when they do the parade mm-hmm. and then they, they it's not the sports guys who host it it's right. the it's the AM uh, local news crew who does and they're two people who've never watched the sport of the team and so they don't know the people's names and they're like this is so exciting is it's just it's awesome to see that Stanley Cup that's exactly what the the sports media the sports right. media there are, I mean, I know there are more teams in L.A. than in most cities, but it's not like there are 192. I could, How would I possibly be able to know anything about hockey? These people have clearly never watched a game, and all they can say is, it was just so cool to be in the building. It was so neat to see the Stanley Cup. Like, no, they couldn't name anybody on the but, – right. but they tried it. They, they, they pretentiously sort of say stuff like, Bye. hey, Jonathan Quick is, is the best goalie in the game. And that was the di- like you don't know what you're talking about. By the Keep way, your yap shut. It just uh, you know why why not just weigh in? Just talk about the Lakers. Yeah. Right? By the way, uh, the Ducks won a couple of years ago, so it's not like it's <laughs> unprecedented in Southern California. It's not like KTLA does not. I know, but nobody cares about that one. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah. I've, Unless I've, you were 12 years old, I was yes. abused. I was abused a couple of years ago when I when I said that the Anaheim Ducks should be moved uh, north of the border. The the Ducks fans came. Who knew there were so many? They came out in force against Damashek. Were they we writing a, you letters in crayon? Like, is there anyone? Is there a Ducks fan who's over fourteen? No, there. You know what it is with the with the Ducks? They have twenty thousand fans 
Exactly, and those are the people that go to their games, and no one else cares. No one ever talks about them. They have twenty thousand diehard fans. It's I well, wanna, no, I, no, no, because it's true. Because you know, a lot of people will ask me because they say, "Well, I don't." They they kind of don't get. They're like, "Well, you you're a Rams fan, or you were a Rams fan. You root for the Angels." You grew up 18 minutes from Angel Stadium, which means I grew up 17 minutes from where the pond is right now. But it's like, well, yeah, that's fine. If I was, you know, if I was in my 20s, I would probably be a Ducks fan. But, you know, I'm 40. So, yes, I was watching the Kings as a kid, wasn't watching the Ducks. And you will find most adults in Southern California are that way. Who will? So when you uh, so hopefully they bring the cup to Angel Games and don't discredit us because, you know, we're so close to the pond. But. Realize that most adult Angel fans are also Kings fans. All you need to know about the Anaheim Ducks and and uh, their how fervent their fan base is. In most towns, when you have a when when you win the Stanley Cup, there's a parade, a half a million people or whatever turn out, streamers, whatever, just for a chance to get a glimpse of the cup. In Anaheim, they had it outside the arena because there was no proper place to have a parade. Did they have it at Disneyland? I don't think so. No, it was, no, they had it. Oh, they at, didn't. Yeah, they weren't owned by the. By they they owned it. They had it outside the uh, arena, and Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up, the governor at the time, mm-hmm. and they gave away free hot dogs and coke, and like and like uh, I think eight thousand people showed up. All the, or maybe all it was twenty thousand, but whatever it was, it was you know they, they had they had to ply people with uh, with soda pop and wieners. And the governor, a movie star, and still nobody turned. I mean, it was like yeah, I mean, it was a it was a a piddly sized crowd. All right, we're, we're going to be talking in just a minute here. In case you're looking for some pigskin talk, we're going to be doing it in just a minute with NFL Network uh, reporter Jeff Darlington. We've yapped with him in the past. Enjoy him mm-hmm. personally and on a professional level. He's uh, he's really all of a sudden fallen into a swell spot here because he's down in Florida. Mm-hmm. He resides down there. A longtime uh, reporter on the Dolphins before he joined the NFL Network, and now all of a sudden with Hard Knocks being uh, choosing the Dolphins, or I guess the Dolphins being the only team to agree <laughs> to uh, willing to do this sort of thing, plus Chad eighty five in the news and uh, and even talk of new uniforms now. Yeah. Stephen Ross, the owner, says he wants to get a new look for this team. So there's a lot to yap about with him. Let's talk in the meantime with uh, our resident Dolphins fan, our, our favorite Dolphins fan here on the podcast, all the way from England, it's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Morning, Dave. I'm thrilled. It's very exciting to be Isn't in it, LA. Uh, what does it think about? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what, from as as a person from uh, from the UK, do you did you know that hockey existed? I'm, I'm a lifelong Kings fan, Dave. I don't know why you. <laughs> what, what do you mean? No, I'll tell you something funny. This morning, I was watching the news, and exactly what you were saying. One of the sportscasters, but they didn't even make an effort. They were they were showing a few pictures of of players celebrating after the game. And literally, they said, "And here's this guy, and look at the smile on his face. No, no effort whatsoever <laughs> to name him or anything." Else. And they're like, "Oh, and here's another guy. He's got his son there. It's great." That's exactly right. That and you it. know what? The, the big question is the the thing that they love to ask when they have no knowledge of the sport is, um, "How does it feel?" <laughs> How does this feel? Can you put this into words? Yeah. These are not. You ask anybody that. Ask ask the the. 
you know, the person with the highest intellect, the most, ver- most verbose person on the face of the earth. What, how, how am I quantifying that? Now you're asking hockey players or, or professional athletes, not necessarily the most articulate people in the world. How excited are you? I mean, on what? A scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Like, what are you asking me? Do I give myself... I, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a horrible uh, question. But, yeah, it's very strange. And, uh, and But speaking of very strange, thoughts on uh, Ocho Cinco? Um, as a fan, you know, now he's a member of the team, I'm getting behind him. You know, that's what, that's what you do as a fan, isn't it? Once you mm-hmm. sign a guy, you've got to get behind him. On the other hand... Do um, you? Well, yeah. I mean, that's... I think that's what a true fan does, at least before he's played a snap. I mean, once he drops a catch or whatever really? else, then I'm gonna, I, I may change my mind. But I, I I, as a fan, I feel like I have to support him as part of the team now. Because I'll say when, when uh, the Lakers signed Carl Malone and Gary Payton, not on board for that. Yeah, I, I, well, I can be against the decision. That doesn't mean I'm going to root against him okay. to succeed. You know, so again, I mean, as far as the decision goes, I, there are two things I don't get. Number one. Putting aside, you know, Ochocinco, putting aside all the off-field stuff, when you look at him versus Brandon Marshall, that's what I see this as, is they oh. traded away Brandon Marshall, who, <laughs> and they said that they didn't really want the diva receiver, and I mean the sideline antics, not mm-hmm. the Brandon Marshall, the trouble he's got into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but he was still producing. I mean, the guy, okay, he had a pretty bad start to last season, and he was certainly responsible for, uh, you know, maybe two or three of the losses at the start of last season, but... Um, he could still play. I think you get the same diva without any of the same production. So <laughs> wow. as a straight trade-off, that doesn't make much sense. It's interesting, and uh, that leads us to, uh, well, we'll get to this in just a minute, but uh, Black Tie there behind the glass wanted to do a little blacklist here. Uh-huh. It's, it's uh, our weekly feature here, so let's get to it right now there. Black Tie with your blacklist. The blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn a and if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. What's the poop there, Black Tie? How are you? The NBA Finals are upon us, and it's a uh, it's a nifty matchup, ain't it? OKC versus Miami, just like I told you it would be. I told you that months and months ago that this was going to mm-hmm. be the final. All the did other you? stuff was just a bunch of noise. Yeah, I did. Oh, good. What you say? I didn't. Are you? No, I, don't, I, didn't? I don't even remember. All right. Yeah. No, that's what I called. That's cool. Long ago. Oh, good for you. Wasn't that hard to predict? Was it? They were clearly the two best teams. Obviously. Yeah, yeah I would say so. All right, Black Tie. Don't let us interrupt Wait, you. Go there ahead. There was a strike year, so I think San Antonio would have been considered. Now I did, I never considered uh, the Spurs the team to beat. All right, go ahead, Black Tie. What's your you guys uh, let's done get to it here? Yes, yeah, sorry. All right, go. all right, all right, all right. So as you said, it's the NBA Finals Heat versus OKC. So they're still doing that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've named it by the way since neither team. Forget, everybody's talking about the fact that it's weather based, the heat and thunder, and it is nauseating and all the bad puns that we're going to uh, have to listen yeah. to. But the other thing that's bad is, and the thing that's you know I've I've railed against for years is you must end your team name in S. This is the first matchup with uh, no team names with S. I don't like it. In fact, I hate it. And I say, you know what it is? And because it's weather-based, this works too. It's not a tsunami. It's a tsunami is what's happened Ooh. here. This is, And I don't like it. And I decree, as I did on the Adam Carolla show, his podcast, you can look that one up. Um, I decreed the other day, and I, I doubled down on it now. For the next uh, uh, for the next fortnight, maybe we should just not use S anymore. If it's not important to the NBA, we don't need it. Hey, good luck, LeBron James. You know, <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's Barack Obama up to? Hey, he's the most power. You know, he's he's uh, the president of the United States. 
You know, it's <laughs> it was as it sounds stupid. I know I didn't come can up. Can I with get? This. Can the I NBA get? NBA did now. Ask can I question. get back to the black lit? Can I? Oh, very. Oh, nice. look Thank at you. you. Thank you, Black. Clever. Anyway, thank you. So this is the matchup everyone wanted to see. You know, Heat versus Thunder. So my question is to you guys: obviously, give a prediction how this series is going to end up, but also. You know, going into next seasons, what would be your dream matchups for Super Bowl Forty Seven? Well, first of all, um, the Oklahoma City Twisters, which is the, what name they should have, Twisters. Uh, the Twisters will win the NBA title. I don't think there's much debate about that, really. Is there? I think that it's a matter of how many games they'll do. I say it'll take them five to do it. Um, let me think about that's a good question. Black tie, best Super Bowl possible i mean you know listen for somebody who's old school and hashtag I know you, dream matchup you say it's you say it's uh, i know what everybody's gonna say oh you're biased because you want the steelers but mm-hmm. cowboy steelers is the classic super bowl right yeah. isn't that the most classic of super bowls yeah that's been done i know it yeah, has and that's why it's matchup. nice to see it to happen three times already wouldn't yeah. it be cool to see it renewed not really it's like lakers and celtics everybody likes seeing that it's not the, even no. it's the pigskin equivalent of lakers celtics absolutely no, no no before the lakers celtics of the 80s there was the steelers cowboys rivalry of the 70s absolutely no that's completely false <laughs> all right it was before it was technically before but yeah nobody Nobody I didn't gets, say it was as nobody, important, but believe no. me. In the, oh, please. Nobody gets the impression that the Steelers and Cowboys really cared that much about like. Ah, Are you kidding me? Books like, have been written about the subject. Of no, course. No, it was more Raiders-Steelers. That <laughs> it was, was more, America's team versus the winningest team of no. the decade. Raiders-Steelers. That one That one that, that, uh, had a, a lawsuit filed. Like the, Who was it? Chuck Noll filed a lawsuit against George Atkins or something. That was the rivalry. No, that's. The lake. The compare that to Lakers Celtics is laughable. All right. Well, that being said, handsome Hank, I'm, your dream match. My dream, my dream Super Bowl matchup. Because I mean, an, an overused hashtag is hashtag awkward. Would be the Saints at home with everything that's just ah. happened to them. And then I, I don't. I mean, I'm going to say Dolphins just because, I, of course, I that would be my dream. But uh, but I think the Saints and Miami Saint, would be that would be Miami a nice regional be, thing. Yeah, yeah but, that would be but, interesting. But the, the, the the Saints. Having a, hosting their own Super Bowl with everything that's happened in that moment, probably certainly playing the Dolphins, where the commissioner hands the that's uh, great. Vince Lombardi trophy to uh, the Benson family. Well, the dream matchup for the NFL would be Eli versus Peyton right. in mm-hmm. in Archie's in town. Archie's town. Yeah, that would be. Oh, the there best you one. go. Yeah, that would be like when uh, Roselle had to give the trophy to Al Davis. Yeah, had to hand that over this, on the scale of awkwardness. That was great in uh, the Superdome. Yeah. Actually, same place. Yeah, mm-hmm. rank your dream matchup. Cardinals Chargers. What's that mean? It just doesn't matter. It, the teams don't matter, so there's two teams that I wouldn't mind seeing in it. It would be it would be the first time in history there'd be two teams where I'm I don't have like one team I'm rooting against because I would I'd be happy to see either one of those teams. I'd like to see Cleveland in there against somebody. Cleveland Packers, maybe. Oh, you know what? How about Cleveland this? It, Cle- Cleveland Lions? Cleveland. Cle- oh, that'd Cleveland be fun. Lions. That Rust be fun. Bowl. Rust yep. Bowl matchup. That'd be nice. Um, all right, listen. I know wait, we're wait, doing- wait. Hold on, hold on. What? I got to give my ruling on that. Oh, all right. Well, okay, yes. You guys are all wrong, by the way. Oh, what is? Because oh. why? the reason why Miami OKC is so intriguing is because of the star power and the ah. possible Yeah, but nobody lines. gives it. Wait, a- time out, time out. No, he's right. He's right. That's a fair point. And the storylines. In the NFL, that would be the Eagles, dream team slash redeem team, mm-hmm. versus the Jets. Rex Ryan, Tebow, 
Mark Sanchez, you don't know who's playing. doesn't sound like a sexy matchup right now, mm-hmm. but just think about the storylines you could get from that. I don't like the, that I don't be... like the uniform matchup. Too much green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. otherwise, you make uh, an interesting point. I just don't know that the Eagles satisfy the most storyline angle that you're taking. And by the way, Eli versus the Peyton redeemed is team. Everyone, be everyone loves a redeemed story. Though. What Eli versus Peyton Eli, wouldn't be as good. No, as no, this I'm one? saying yours would be better than than oh. the uh, Black Tie was overruled. Everyone, I guess. everyone has. Everyone loves a bounce back story. But I it's like not it. That much of a bounce back. I mean, yeah. they weren't. They weren't one in fifteen. Uh, but you know what, though, it's a it, listen. That would be a dandy one too. All right, well, put it listen. to a vote. Let's put it to a vote. Czech Republic rank amateurs and beyond. Go ahead and uh, drop us a line on uh, on the Is Twitter a, and let us know. Hey, you know, okay. So, wait, we, so we did the so we did the blacklist. What? There's a the the reason everybody would be interested in the NBA, I guess, for this far is because people hate LeBron James. And they're rooting against him, and they want to see him lose. I don't know that there's anybody in the you st- NFL you still have that the, you're rooting against. You still have that, you know, faction of people who still hate Michael Vick. So there's there's that as well going into. Well, the that's same, why I said Tebow. And there's Tebow. I mean, oh yeah, I said I said two years ago. As a matter of fact, if Tebow was the, a starting quarterback, maybe when Vick when Vick was um when when Vick was having his breakout year two seasons ago, and Roethlisberger, you know, was in the midst yep. of that season, coming off of his four game suspension for the off season charges in the bar, I said that is the nightmare matchup. At least, you know, which what would women of the world root for? What, what's more, they, you know, this this guy who is, uh, by the way, Roethlisberger and his uh, wife now expecting a child. But, Little uh, Ben. Yeah, if you had the Steelers and the Eagles versus one another, <laughs> that would be a marketing nightmare for, for a lot of people. But anyway, so, um, all right, you know what, Black Tie, I know we're doing the blacklist, but I want to try a new segment here, something that uh, I've toyed with, something I tried in the past. Let's set aside the blacklist for, for, the, for this week. Week. We'll get back to it next week. You got in a good question there. I want to do something called Dead or Alive. And uh, the one-man house band, Dick Banks, has cooked up a little theme song for it. So let's hear that now. All right, fellas, here's what we'll do. I'm going to give you a question or two, and you tell me, if my statement is uh, is valid, you know, is it dead or alive? Basically, pretty simple there. Okay. So, and we'll start with Ocho Cinco. Let's start mm-hmm. with Ocho Cinco. Are Ocho Cinco's days of relevance as an NFL wide receiver are they dead or are they alive? Rank, I'll start with you. Well, if you're talking relevance as a uh, on somebody who's social media savvy on no, Twitter or anything, football as a football receiver. player, done. He couldn't get it done with the best quarterback in the NFL, Tom Brady, out there dropping passes with him. I don't think he's going to re, you know, re, rebirth his it's career. It's so true. It's so true that Julian Edelman and any tight end and whatever else. Yeah, if you, if you can't, uh, I mean, he caught uh, I think fifteen more passes than I caught from Tom Brady in twenty eleven. Yes, yeah. uh, a handsome Hank. I'm going to say alive on life support. He could be unplugged at any moment. Black tie your vote. Alive. Alive! Wow! Yeah, All right. I, I, I say game. He loves, I think, he loves redemption I think, stories. I think, I, think, I think his uh, his abilities as a as a starting wide receiver in the NFL die, are dead and and died about three or four years no ago. No doubt about. That. I mean, I think he's been rubbish forever. Talk about uh, style over substance. Those old Agassi commercials. Mm-hmm. This guy, I don't understand why he continues to be in the news in the way he has when he has been so unproductive for a long stretch now. Anyway, let's hear what the doctor says. 
Yeah, they're dead. Of course. Yeah, of course <laughs> yeah. they're dead. Yeah, He's they're, a marketing I'm genius. I'm sorry, handsome Hank. He got, he was, well, in that case, he was unplugged. All right. Uh, the next question then is, now that uh, now that we are Hockeywood here in uh, L.A., the Kings have uh, won a Stanley Cup and the Clippers are on the rise. And, you know, you always hear the whispers, maybe NFL moving to L.A. downtown at some point. The Dodgers are playing well. This has been a Laker town for a long time. Is this... Are the days of the Lakers, of L.A. being a Laker town, dead or alive? Handsome Hank, how say you? Uh, I think they're probably still alive. Alive? Black tie. Dead. Dead. <laughs> wow. Rank. That's the... Oh, jeez. Well, I will say this. When you go back, and we were talking about this earlier in the show, when you talk about the Wayne Gretzky era, that that coincided the same time as the Sedale Threat era. Of the Lakers, and the, there was a time when the, the the hottest ticket in town was the Kings. But I will say this, and you're going to talk about you know the Lake the Lakers will always own this town, and I'll tell you why. Because you look at our roster of teams that we have here, football is scattered because there's not one team, so it's all scattered. There's two baseball teams. You're either a Dodgers fan or you're an Angels fan, or you know, or if you're a hockey fan, you're a Kings fan, or if you're a soccer mom from a Mission Viejo, you're a Ducks fan. All those get splintered. But everybody who's from here still unites with the Lakers. The Lakers hold us all together. If you're a Dodger or Angels fan, it doesn't matter. Your basketball team is the Lakers. And I know Black Tide's going to talk about, well, it's the Clippers. You know who roots for the Clippers? It's guys who are from other places who want to root for a team out here, like the sports guy. He's a Celtics fan, but he also likes the Clippers. So anybody who comes from somewhere else, like, well, you know, I, I grew up in Miami, so I'm a Heat fan, but I like the Clippers. I grew up in New York, so I'm a Knicks fan, but I like the Clippers. Those are your Clippers fans. So the all, L.A. Lakers will always be the number one team. All right. I, you know what, Rank? I hear what you're, what you're saying. I do think those other stories out there are compelling. Magic Johnson now owning the Dodgers adds an interesting wrinkle to it. And uh, with the Dodgers now throwing some money around, keeping Andre Ethier, if they can build something. All right, let's hear what the doctor says. Stand alive, stand alive. Yeah, the Lakers are still uh, are still L.A.'s team. They're still mm-hmm. number one, and you know why? Because of the name I just said, Magic Johnson. Right. There's a sor- there, there are sp- what you can't understand is a transplant, but I've come around on this. Uh, because I've talked to enough people that are, you know, if you're between the ages of, let's say, 25 and 60 and a sports fan in Los Angeles, you know, a native Angelino, the Magic Johnson thing is, you know, is as big as, you know, as a Pittsburgher, Mario Lemieux or the Steel Curtain is to Pittsburgh and uh, Michael Jordan is to Chicago and so on. That, the, you know, the the legend, the 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 icon the iconic status is so huge that the lakers are king and will be for a while i think that these kings fans unless this team you know comes out a juggernaut i think people 4 months from now will know that you know won't be able to name any kings on the roster it'll be a distant memory the Dodgers, though, on the rise. Let's see. If they make a deep playoff run, that'll be an interesting thing because I do think mm-hmm. it's potentially a Dodgers town as much as it is a Lakers town. But, yeah, it's, for now it's a Lakers town. Dave, let me ask you guys a quick – obviously, I'm new to the town. If an NFL team landed here, let's say that happens in two or three years' time, and they have success straight away, how how soon does does it become – does that split become Lakers and the L.A. Knights? Clippers? Oh, the, 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 you know, how soon does it oh, maybe NFL? become an NFL ta- town? People will rally around it, but they'll 
similar to what happened to the Clippers this year where, you know, like they mm-hmm. became the buzz and everything like that. It would be one of those things where it's like a superficial a superficial fan base of like, yeah, we're kind of rooting for it because they're good, and people will be like, yeah, we're going to the game. Like, like the Kings this year, right? No, no, so no. Not, yeah, not, I don't, not to the, I think that the for Kings, a lot of people, people jumped on the bandwagon. And by the way, we'll have a song wait. by the one-man house band, Dick Banks, for but all you're, the you're talking so-called about, Kings fans in just a bit. But, but for the Kings fans, that's a lot of those are people who were Kings fans who went away and now are coming back. What you're talking about, the Clippers is completely different because it's people who root for other teams who are now like, well, I also root for the Clippers. It would be like a uh, Philadelphia transplant living out here like, hey, the Eagles are bad, but the team in L.A. is doing good, so I'm kind of rooting for them. I'm kind of pulling for them, taking my kids to those games. It depends, and it also depends on which team it is. If it's the Raiders, you're going to have some serious right. competition. All if right. it's the Rank Rams, is getting have a crazy. It's a, it's a local sports show all of a sudden for <laughs> Southern California. I'm sorry that down. my team is in the, no, Settle in the news. Settle down. We're done. One more thing, and then we're getting to Darlington. The last question is, is LeBron's wish, I was going to say his guarantee, never guaranteed it, but his wish of not five, not six, not seven titles, dead or alive, black tie, I start with you. I say dead. Rank. Yeah, it's dead because once uh, Wade's gone, it's over. It was it was never alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it's dead, especially once they better at least get one now. Well, let's hear what the doctor says. Yeah, it's dead. I mean, I, I don't. You know, it's really shaping up that they might not get any. They might not get any, and no one else might get any for the next three or four years here. If uh, if the Oklahoma City Twisters win this year, I see no reason why they won't continue to win for the next, like I say, at least couple or a few years. All right, so thus ends the uh, the first edition of Dead or Alive. How do we feel about that? Aside from Rank's uh, local radio spiel. Jeez, Louis, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't right, ask I'm me gonna... the questions. Wait, here, let me ask this. Is I'm just the... asking, do we like the, the it's thing? It's alive. Black ties is this a, a bit that's alive for the future. Live support. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's ask the doctor now with this competition. Is the blacklist alive or dead? Ooh. Ooh. Stand alive. Stand alive. Ooh, it made it. It made it. All right, good. Good for you, Black Tie. All right, so your bit's alive, and uh, so is uh, so is our stupid dead or alive. All right, so do we have Darlington ready to go here? Yep, he's on. Oh, he's on the line. He is on the oh, line. Oh, excellent. All right, then. Now uh, I'm doing, embarrassed. Doing banner work for uh, NFL Network, covering uh, all things NFL, but especially right now with so much news coming out of uh, out of Miami. He's the man to talk to. It's Jeff Darlington. What's the poop, fella? gentlemen how are you well we're well but we're not as good as you there's so much like i say uh, you know good news uh, bad news and ugly news all coming out of uh out of south beach what's going down there what's the buzz there is it dolphins or is it uh heat that people are yapping about yeah man i was actually listening to your dead or alive spiel about the lakers and, and thinking how that kind of coordinates with the, the miami area and you know I, I think the dolphins because of their tradition will kind of always be the hot ticket here and, uh, and, and, and that's, you know, I, the tradition is the biggest part of that. You know, mm-hmm. the, the swank and, and the flash of basketball will always make it alluring, I think, out there in L.A. as much as it is here in Miami. But the tradition of football still, still makes the Dolphins the team that uh, tugs on the emotions of everyone down here for sure. Yeah, but the Marlins have their new stadium. But, of yeah, course, sure. I'm sure the main thing people are talking about is uh, Panthers fans are like, when do we get our Stanley Cup? 
Oh, no, yeah, nobody's no, thinking no, that at all. No, no, no right. not at all. Well, let's start with uh, the news of Chad 85. It wasn't yeah. a real big surprise. It seems like a, a natural fit. They didn't have any top-tier receivers on their roster, and they still don't, as far as I'm concerned, uh, even with uh, 85 there. But uh, what's what's the buzz down there from uh, from the organization? Well, I mean, it is actually a little bit of a surprise for those who kind of have like a, a more of an insider, intimate knowledge of, of what goes on down here. Because this, you know, these kinds of things have come up before, where where these big name wide wide receivers, whoever they are, spring free. Whether it's Terrell Owens or or any of these guys, really. Chad last time around when he went to the Patriots, and I think that the reason that this is a surprise is it shows that Jeff Ireland is sort of becoming his own man. Bill Parcells never, ever would have signed Chad Ochocinco for any number of reasons from the fact that he, you know, he's a, he's a character off the field. He doesn't have, like, the massive prototypical size that, that Parcells likes. He also, you know, when you evaluate just the fact that the term would be progress stopper, a guy who's going to get in the way of potentially the reps of some of these young receivers. And these are beliefs that Ireland has held strong and now all of a sudden, though, we're starting to see a guy who's, who's being a little bit more open-minded, uh, straying a little bit from the Parcells way, and I'm not necessarily sure that's such a bad thing. Well, that's an interesting thing you bring up. And by the way, uh, I should have mentioned that at the top on NFL.com right now. Great piece from Darlington covering that very subject. Ireland becoming his own man, moving out of the shadow, considerable shadow of uh, Bill Parcells. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I uh, you think it's not necessarily a bad thing but of course i think anybody who's been a football fan for the last quarter century and uh you know the guy who buys the groceries and all that bill parcells has a pretty good track record a lot more uh specious track record thus far for jeff ireland why do you think that's not a bad thing for for i think there are dolphins fans who probably are feeling a little nervous right now like wait a second shouldn't we stick with what the big tuna thought over this guy no i mean that that's the thing here is that when you consider Parcells. What, what is, who is Parcells? He's a guy who has always been this unique character. And I stress the word unique because that means that nobody else is like him. And when you have a guy like Ireland trying to be like him, it doesn't work because he comes mm. across as brash with his players. It doesn't, it doesn't translate. That, that sort of rough uh, demeanor doesn't translate with players the way it does with Parcells. The, the lack of transparency when it comes to the public, explaining context of situations. Parcells has the benefit of the doubt at this point in his career, but early in his career, he used the media like a pawn, better than anybody there's ever been. So you can't just jump in like Ireland has and not offer the type of transparency that he's starting to show. And it's these types of things that I think, you know, again, not everyone is Parcells, and, and now that Ireland is sort of stepping back and recognizing that he can become his own man. And I I think it's very important not to try to mimic a guy who is really irreplaceable. You cannot mimic Bill Parcells. But you're saying that he's trying to become his own man. A lot of these things, because you mentioned before that the Dolphins will always be the hot ticket to Miami, seemed like there were a lot of worn seats down there in uh, Sun Life Stadium or whatever they're calling it these days. Is it? If you look at it, they, they had Reggie Bush last year. They signed on for Hard Knocks this year. Chad Ochocinco brings. It, it seems to me that they're not making football moves. 
but they're trying to make publicity moves, and that's what it looks like from the outside. Is that what you see on the inside? Uh, not necessarily. I think that you are looking at half and half here. I think some of these moves are certainly a matter of trying to sell tickets, including uh, including the idea of being more transparent. I, I think ultimately if Ireland had his way and, and just wanted to be a football guy, that he wouldn't give a damn. He would just go about his business and make his football moves, and that would be that. So from the standpoint that they're trying to be more transparent, uh, offer more exposure to, to their context. I think that that's where the season ticket sales come in. I also think that Hard Knocks potentially is partly that, uh, but from the football side, they can look at it and say, you know what, we're not the idiots that the world thinks we are, and if we bring cameras in here, maybe we can show that. Of course, that also opens up to the potential vulnerability of, <laughs> of exposing themselves to more embarrassment, but I think that that's a half-and-half half one. When it comes to the football, though, when it comes to Ocho Cinco, I'm not convinced that these are moves that are being made strictly for publicity. I just don't think that that's in Jeff Ireland's blood. Well, you know, that is sort of the, you know, you hear people talk about that, is that Jeff Ireland is is Stephen Rossi owner's pawn to some degree with all these sort of decisions. Stephen Ross. I mean, we, we we hear this week that Stephen Ross would like to change the uniforms, which to me, okay. what you you against that? I'm totally for that. I what? Don't, here's my. Here, let me just say something to you. I've said this many times before. I'm going to say it again now to you, Darlington. Take a good look at that logo. I, you know, take a good look at the Dolphins logo. Sure. It is a dolphin jumping out of the sea, and he's wearing a football helmet. But if you look closely, he's not even on the Dolphins. He plays for a team that wears an M on the side of their hat. I don't know what team he's on. I know the Dolphins that play football are, you know, it's not like, you know, they grow on trees or anything. But still, they couldn't find a Dolphin to wear the Dolphins' helmet. He but should wear the Dolphin. How many times? I mean, then you're going to have to drop thousands of times, even smaller and smaller every time. So be it. I w- I'd rather have a Dolphin that plays on the team that he's representing than some Dolphin <laughs> who plays for a team that wears an orange M on their hat. I, I just think that the team needs to get out of the 1980s. I mean, this is a team that is stuck in the Dan Marino era, both both from a design standpoint and a literal standpoint. And, on the network and, this weekend, last weekend on the NFL Network, they played the Sea of Hands game, played in Oakland back in 74, I think is when it was. Yeah, it was the week before the uh, yeah. before the Raiders lost to Pittsburgh in Oakland and the Steelers went on to win their first Super Bowl. The um, the Dolph- That matchup is so glorious. Those white uniforms, they're so iconic. There's a, they're so, you know, listen, it's the same thing as the Marlins' new baseball uniforms. If they wore those in Chicago or Detroit, they would look silly. But in right. in you know down in Florida, it's so regional re- regionally specific that I find it appealing. I don't think they should change the. They're not going to change the colors, are they? No. Hey, this is a ridiculous conversation. But if I hate uniform talk, but I will. Well, I, 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 you know what? I hate people who don't who hate uniform talk. You're talking to the uniform monitor, fellow. Oh my God. It's very you actually, important. You actually care what uniform they wear from the Of course I do. I when I watch oh. the games, I look at those uniforms for three hours. Why do I want to look at an eyesore? I want to see something <laughs> appealing. What do you mean? Is that what I want? Do you wait? Darlington do you, hates Star Wars. Do you like too. girls? I mean, do, do, like, like, do you like girls to be pretty, or do you like? I, uh, well, if I have to look at women, oh, I, I don't care what what they look like. I, I just, yeah. you know, of course, I want them to look nice. Well, then, then let's talk about the fact that this is a team that wears jerseys that are stuck in the 80s. What would be wrong with maybe 
something a little bit more, I don't know, cleaner, maybe maybe a little more like maybe it's more silver in there. Silver? Aqua. <laughs> now, now I get I mean, why you hate uniform talk. You're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not your ballywick. Oh, Stick to reporting. Stick to digging up, stick to getting the inside poop from uh, personnel guys. How did we get here? I don't know. Let's fine. We'll get off of it, thankfully, for for my sake. If if there's one thing that should stick around, you know what it is? It's Zubas. It's the Zubas. (laughs) (laughs) It's made it out of the 80s. It's aqua and orange Zubas. You know what I suggest, uh, Darlington? I suggest you leave well enough alone, and let's change the subject because you are out of your depth, fella. You're, and, and in fact, you're angering me as we, as, as, as we talk here. All right, what's the what's the buzz now? On of course, uh, a month or two ago, all the talk was Tannehill, Moore, Gerard. How's that going to play out? How's it look so far? What's the buzz? Looks pretty even for now. I mean, I, I really think that this is going to be a training camp battle. Uh, you know, it's a little different than the situation, say, in Cleveland, where it seems like we, if I had to guess, would be named the starter by the, before training camp starts. I think this is a much more even battle where you're going to want to see Tannehill develop. He's competing against guys who actually have some real solid uh, NFL experience and some real solid um, potential there. So I think this is something that, that you're going to want to give these guys a, a pretty even number of reps in training camp, at least for the first two or three weeks, get to the point where uh, after that first or second preseason game, then you pull the trigger, uh, maybe maybe whittle it down to two guys, and, and then you know by that third preseason game have it down to one. But with the eyeball test, Jeff Darlington, do you like the what you, what you see? I mean, standing next to a couple, yeah. he's flanked by a couple of uh, – professional arms there does ryan Tannehill the quality of the ball when he's slinging it does it look like wow this guy is the real deal yeah i mean it looks pretty and uh, i've just seen him throw in shorts so you know i don't want to go too far but uh it, it looks he throws a pretty pretty football and were they silver uh, he's shorts that, he's, <laughs> actually what were they wearing orange shorts and actually were pretty good i didn't mind them uh but I, I think that one thing you have to keep in mind there he also seems like it doesn't seem too big for him. He's got the confidence. Mm-hmm. We talk so much about him being from Texas A&M, a smaller school. It really, though, does not seem like this This is something that's going to be too big for him. Um, and uh, back to where we started here with those uh, Miami Heat. Um, do you expect them to be – I mean, I I can't see in the matchups. It, it, you know, I think that, as a matter of fact, Miami matches up about as well as any team – possibly can with mm-hmm. what OKC has going there, you know, much better than the Celtics would have had that been your finals. But I think ultimately that OKC, is there, can you make any case as a Florida resident for why the Heat are going to get this done? Well, I mean, I think that uh, the only mismatch there really seems to be that center position uh, underneath. I think that OKC sort of has that height uh, inside its center. So, I mean, that's, that's the danger. I think if, if you're the Heat at this point, but I just don't know because this this Heat team has been so back and forth. I mean, the Pacers series, we had them dead, right? I mean, they were, they were done. They were dismantled in the offseason. Then all of a sudden, LeBron and Wade turn into NBA jams going crazy. And, and similar game five uh, or game six of, of the Heat Celtics series, you know, two different teams. But the one, when this Heat team shows up, they're ridiculous. And I, I, I'm... Huge on OKC. I think they're 
an awesome team, fun to watch, going to be great for years. But, I mean, I think this is going to go down to seven games again. Hmm. Wow. Do you? And by the way, I've it's something I've kind of talked about. It's a, it's a, not a small stretch to say that I feel like LeBron mishandled the the uh, publicity around the decision, and it played as uh, a guy who was completely disconnected with the general public and certainly the people in Ohio, his home state. He should have, you know, he should have honored them more on his way out the door and all that. But do you feel like it's it's an American sort of resentment of? You know, South Beach, it's the same thing as I'm taking my talents to Hollywood. Like, people don't like sunny, glitzy. Does it seem soulless and that's why it's not popular? Because to me, I kind of am rooting for LeBron. I feel bad for him. He was a good guy until the decision. He still hasn't done anything, you know, that runs afoul of the law or anything. He just mishandled the the announcement, right? Or or how say you? I, I, I agree. I think a massive part of this, I mean, had he gone to even the Knicks, I think that we would forget the decision far easier because all of a sudden we would have been engulfed by the idea that he's New York's hero. But I, I really do think that the idea of Miami definitely I, – I, you guys deal with the same thing in L.A. It, it rubs people the wrong way at times. And, and you know, I saw someone making fun of, uh, of the fact – a reason why to hate Miami, and they showed – the Heat players dancing in the locker room after the after Game Seven against the Celtics, and it's like, what, what's the big deal there? Like, any if OKC had done that, it would have been fun, you know. But because it's happening in South Beach, it's, it, there is a level of resentment. And LeBron, I think, has made himself at times easy to hate. And I don't know. I think he's just fun to watch. I, I don't. I'm not that much of a loyalist to South Florida. I wasn't born here or anything, so I'm not like you know running out buying any Heat jerseys or anything. But I. I, I don't know. I just enjoy watching LeBron and kind of take it for what it's worth. I hear you. I I, I just feel like it's sort of um, you know the, the along with I'm taking my talents to South Beach. That was big error number one. Big error yeah. number two. Well, the biggest one was not saying people of Cleveland. Here's my explanation. My heartfelt right. Right. Uh, sorrow right. in leaving. And then the the biggest problem was uh, LeBron and the Technicolor Dreamcoat show that they did the next night with the fireworks. Not, not and that was that was the worst thing they could have possibly not done. one championship. Oh, what not an awful two. thing! All right, listen, yeah. Jeff Darlington, great stuff. And uh, it's I, I don't want to get it wrong. Jeff Darlington on twi- at Jeff Darlington, or is it Jeff yeah, underscore very, Darlington? Very simple. Not not lost the underscore years ago. Just uh-huh. ri- riding without it. All One right. Word. At Jeff Darlington, sorry, ladies, he's spoken for. You're, you officially now are wearing the ring, right? I Well, not currently, but just because it's in the other room. I just, Figuratively, I at least, yes. The damn thing. You're but betrothed. It's a wonderful ring. I have a wonderful wife. It has nothing to do with that. I just I can't get used to this damn jewelry. Yeah, well, don't wear it into the into the South Beach shore. That's a that's a one my uncle gave me long ago. You I wear a ring into the ocean, it. it'll fall off, and you'll never is get it. it, again. Is, it is it such a bad idea? I, I I have thrown this out there. I want to put I want to inscribe my email address on the inside of it, so that if I lose it, someone can email me. <laughs> is that such a like people a, laugh at that, but is that such an unacceptable a, bad idea? That's no. a genius move. Yeah, I mean, it's not doesn't sound romantic, but I think uh, your old lady would like it if that showed up in the mail. Exactly, you know? right? That shows commitment, fella. I like it. All right, so listen, at Jeff Darlington and, of course, NFL.com. Track his work down. Like we say, there's a, a nice piece up there as we speak about the transition into the Ireland era and Tannehill and Ocho Cinco and all that jazz. Jeff Darlington, hope to yap with you soon, fella. 
Thanks for having me on, fellas. Right. Have a good one. Good luck to your Thanks, beloved Jeff. Heat there. He says he doesn't love him that much, though. So, all right. Good stuff out of him. And uh, last couple of things here, fellas, before we uh, before we wrap it up here. Like I mentioned, I'm now weekly on the Corolla Show doing my number one sports segment. One thing that emerged from that that has nothing to do with sports, not surprisingly, if you've ever listened to uh, to that show, <laughs> and, and in fact, to me, I have a bad habit of getting off track, and so does Corolla. Somehow, I, I honestly can't remember how we got into this. Um, oh, I was I was bad mouthing those uh, iPhone commercials. The i the uh, the, the Siri, Siri one. commercials. Yeah, they drive course. me. Well, John Malkovich is getting into some pretty dark areas with this cell phone. The, yes, the conversation. Little too yeah, adorable. Yeah. I don't like that he says, "Tell me a joke," and he laughs at the setup. Yeah, right. that's weird. I don't like that. And I just, the whole. I mean, he he's a little too enamored of the cell phone, right? Oh, a little Siri, too much. You're terrific. Yeah, I really Sam like Jackson. That. Yeah. He's in there breaking golf tee times. It's, it's, it's date night. His thing should say, what is it, bad mother? What is the thing from Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, my, my series says bad mother. Like, yeah. that's what I want to see Sam Jackson doing. Um, I um, So, yeah, so I was talking about then the Zoe Deschanel one is also annoying because she looks out the window, sees it's raining, and then asks Siri if it's raining. Right. Yeah. I mean, is she a dimwit? So then Corolla got into a thing about, well, she's not as attractive as her sister, Emily. Deschanel, and of course, that's who in applesauce. I say, yeah. I say, let's put it to a poll. But I'll ask you guys quickly: Black tie? Who's foxier, Zoe or uh, Emily? Uh, Matter of fact, let's open it up. Let's open up the gates of the land of the fox. In the land of the fox. Ooh. That's right. One of these two ladies will get into the land of fox. Into the land of the fox. Coveted soil in the Czech Republic, of course. Only the foxiest of foxes reside there. So we'll put it to a poll there. Get in there and vote on that. Black tie, Emily or Zoe? Neither is a particularly foxy to me. I didn't ask How that question. Dare you? I'm I didn't sorry. ask you that. But if I had to pick one, I'd go with Zoe. Correct. I uh, neither. I agree with black tie. Neither of them is particularly foxy. If one had to go in, it would be Emily, only because I'm so angry by how Zoe spells her name. It's the most annoying thing on earth. That is not how you spell. How are you supposed to spell? How Zoe? would you spell Zoe? Z O E. That's how you spell. Oh Zoe. yeah, you're right. Zoe, not Z O E E. What? That's ridiculous. I think she's like even Zooey. It's I have Zooey. no idea what I it think is. It's, Zooey. it's you're ridiculous. Right. You're right about it's that. Stupid. Rank. Don't come over to our country and start telling our starlets how to spell their name. How about Darlington coming on my show and talking the way he talks about uniforms? That's an outrage. I want him to be. Well, why do you care? Why do you care about uniforms? Because I have to look at them <laughs> week after week, year after year. I watch these teams. Do you what could have been worse? If I only to? listened to him on the radio, it would be one thing, but now there are things called color TVs that I see, I look at them. I oh, of course I want them to be appeal. Of course I have an opinion on them. Who doesn't have an opinion on uniform? It makes me loco. I hate uniform talk. You might as well come. I hate uniform talk. I hate Star He'll Wars. Get his. And I hate Primantis. He could not. <laughs> he could not have gotten off to a worse start. Uh, but for this one, I'm going to say Zoe Deschanel. She's Correct. she's one of my favorites. And if you guys know me, that's one of my types. Um, the thing is, though, the thing about Emily that I I think she's attractive, but there's something because the only role, because we've seen Zoe in a lot of different things. She's, of course, on The New Girl. She was in Almost Famous. So she's been in a variety of different roles. So you kind of, I know she plays that quirky thing now, and that's like now 
her persona. But now the only thing that we've seen Emily in or the only thing I've seen her in, I think she's probably been in other things, obviously, but she's in Bones. And the character that she plays in Bones. I've never watched I've only, Bones. I've watched about a handful of episodes, but I hate that character. And it, it, it just turns me off. And it's just like maybe if she was doing something else, there might be a chance for her. Cause like, but her character in Bones is so re- Well, I've never turned me. it on. So I can't don't. be turned off, but I think Emily is a handsome woman, but not uh, a foxy. She's attractive. Woman. I don't. I don't like these I guys. Being like, I don't like the, these guys giving the hi hat of the. Oh, I don't think she's that attractive. Really, you would be lucky to do so well. DaveDamashek.NFL.com is where you can uh, vote on that one. Please do so, and one of those two sisters will be uh, will Speaking gain. Of both, I will say. Wait, hold on. I want to say this too. Is it one of those things? Because I think you know, with with Darlington on the phone, is it. Uh, Lauren Tannehill, I feel, is kind of overrated. Like, everybody talks about her. We talk about the stars of the Dolphins. Lauren Tannehill is the number one face of the Dolphins right now, whether you like it or not. You know, you, you, program the, you program the homepage, and you know if you put Lauren Tannehill's picture on anything, everybody clicks in. And she's one of those girls that, like, you know what? You can go to the Century City Mall and find 37 women who will be as or more attractive than her. The Deschanel sisters, I feel that if they were not actresses, they would still be attractive, still be in the land of the fox. All right, Lauren Tannehill, Emily Deschanel. So what you're saying is they are celebrities and they're attractive. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying that, But they're not. But right. I'm, I, saying I, the Desch- I, I'm saying the Deschanel sisters kind of overstepped that, that if you did see them in your regular They only walk. earn consideration because of because of their position in life. It's the same thing. Lauren like Tannehill. if you saw if you saw Dieter Brock not playing football, oh, you wouldn't think you. that guy's an NFL player. <laughs> good but for you. I, I, yes, he's a Canadian. It was it was a, that was a, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jive you. That was a rough one. No, that was that, one that in, was great. No, 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 that was great. I'm back in the game in our. Good who can for reference you. Dieter Brock organically? Good was, for you. I don't know that that was exactly. Organic. Is it? Is Hank? Is he eligible for this game too? No, he's too far behind. He could never catch up. But mm. then again, the pound mm. is worth twice as much. That's so maybe right. that would be his <laughs> his way to get back into it. Um, all right. So very quickly, then let's do as we do at the end of every podcast, and then we will leave you today with a special treat: the uh, a song by the One Man House Band for all the L.A. Kings bandwagon fans. The one-man house band Dick Banks uh, outdid himself here. Number 71, we honor the player who wore our episode number best in not just football history, but in sports, but 71. Not a lot of uh, guys wear 71 outside of football. So who are we going with here? Who are Who's even out there? Charles Mann Charles is the only Mann. name that jumps to mind. Tony Baselli was another one? No. He was. He wore 71. Yeah, he did. I'm just saying he wouldn't. Oh, he's, he's not. He doesn't, doesn't make the grade. Um, well, oh, um, he was the first. Oh, he was the first pick ever by the Jacksonville Jaguars, was he not? I believe that's correct. Because yeah. they, you know, it's funny they could have selected Jonathan Ogden the following year, bookend tackles. Wow, I don't know that would have been. And wait, so they and then he was a goes, Texan. When Carolina. Oh yeah, right. And they and they gave that? him away, and obviously at that point he was he was done. Interesting. Uh, they're handsome. So we go. Right, so was it Kerry Collins one and then Baselli two? Is that how it went, or was it Kajana Carter? I don't remember. Did the two did expansion teams? Did the two expansion teams in '94 uh, not get the first overall picks? That Maybe seems right. And then they had to trade back for Kajana Carter. They I traded don't remember. with the Bengals for that. So who else at '71? Uh, ooh, Lions great uh, Alex Karras. Ooh, George uh, 
Papadopoulos, right? Papadopoulos, Mongo, Webster's from- Webster's father, and uh, and Mongo from Blazing Saddles. Well, I think we need look no further. Yeah. We found our number seventy-one. You punch a horse, you win this contest. Yeah, I want a picture of Mongo up on uh, DaveDamashek.nfl.com. Although Webster wouldn't be bad either. <laughs> um, all right, what else is that it for us, fellas? I we, want to. Uh, oh, Dave, and tomorrow, and I, I don't want to say tomorrow. Depending on when you listen, Wednesdays, every Wednesday, we do our special podcast uh, as we play off of the most recent ten names on the NFL Network's top one hundred list. Uh, this time, we're going to be going through thirty down to twenty-one. Looking forward to seeing who's on that list. We've got we've bellyached quite a bit about it so be on the lookout for that just subscribe on itunes and then you'll be all set you'll have it there for you like a gift on uh christmas morning be waiting for you when you wake up dave a couple of days ago i, I set you a, a breakfast challenge with a new egg preparation oh, i yes. wondered if you've if you've tried it yet. i mean to do it i okay. will do it Next i've week, not done you it review yes. that for i me, absolutely please. will let's Thank not you. unveil it but uh, yeah, yes yeah. we'll do that and by the way nfl uk hank is uh at nfl uk hank is the way to uh follow the handsome one there, and someday Black Tie. If I know his his schedule's very busy, maybe someday he can uh, create a Twitter extremely account. busy. Yeah, apparently so busy you can't do that. Yep. So can't get can't get on the Twitter, so he can send out uh, hey. pertinent information from the podcast. But someday we'll. I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed. You know, <laughs> for 2013. All right, Black Tie, you'll play us out with the song by the One Man House Band. Um, dedicated to all those uh, L.A. Kings fans. We'll be back later on, like I say, with that Top 100 review show. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans, and thanks to Jeff Darlington. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.